Welcome to the Enchanted Library, where we turn the pages of books, beautiful and old, living and magical. It's time to curl up, get cozy, and join us on an adventure. Today we're reading Lions in the Barn by Virginia Frances Voigt. Chapter 5. Clay Snaps the Whip Joe was in the tiger's cage working out a new act in which Sultan was supposed to jump from his high stool to the top of a big wooden ball. By clawing for a foothold, the tiger would propel the ball across the cage. But Sultan seemed to hate this trick, and on this particular day, he was sulky and rebellious. By this time, Clay knew enough about jungle animals to realize that when the tiger laid his ears back and swung his long tail, trouble loomed ahead. Clay clutched the wooden pole and watched anxiously while Joe gave the ball a smart tap with the handle of the buggy whip. This was the signal for Sultan to jump. But the tiger clung to the stool and glared at Joe with green fire in his cruel eyes. Jump, Joe repeated firmly, tapping the whip. Sultan let out a thundering roar and leaped into the air, not at the ball, at Joe. "'Take care, Joe!' Pa shouted hoarsely. Joe sidestepped with the perfect timing of a boxer, and the huge tiger crashed to the cage floor on the spot where his trainer had been standing only a moment before. He swung around, snarling like a mad thing, and bellied down in a crouch, getting ready to tack again. Swinging the whip, Joe backed toward the cage door. Clay and Pa hastily pushed their poles between the bars, trying to hold the tiger back. But Sultan smashed the poles aside with his mighty paws and made it Joe again. This time, Joe drew his pistol and fired it over the raging tiger's head. The sound and smoke and choke of gunpowder held the cat back just long enough for the trainer to slip through the cage door. A moment later, the door shook beneath the solid weight of the tiger as he hurled himself against it but Joe had bolted it fast. Whew, Clay's voice sounded small and shaky. I'm glad that's a strong door. There were drops of perspiration on Joe's face, and in his black hair was straggling over his forehead, but he had lost nothing of his jaunty manner. This being cooped up in winter quarters is getting on Sultan's nerves, he said, breathing a little heavily. The next day, he went back into the tiger's cage as if nothing had happened. And this time, Sultan went sullenly through the ball-rolling act. January and February brought winter storms. Trees snapped in the stinging cold, and the big snows piled in drifts around the lion barn. But inside, it was snug and warm. The Franklin stove was a good heater, and Clay kept it well supplied with wood. Joe was well pleased to see that all his cats were coming through the winter in good health. When he was away, it became the regular thing for Clay to stay with the animals. And Clay cherished every opportunity to be with Chaka, who by now almost rivaled Rusty in his affections. Joe had begun training the lion cub to take part in his circus act. Since Chaka was good-natured and intelligent, Joe didn't consider it necessary to keep him caged all the time like the other cats. He was allowed to be free in the barn room while he was going through his act. The first thing Chaka learned was to jump through a big hoop. Every time they rehearsed this act, he would jump through the hoop exactly three times, then he would roll over on his back and play dead. After that, he returned to his cage and was rewarded with a bit of catnip. 
Joe explained to Clay that it was necessary for every animal act to be carefully planned and carried through each time with exactly the same detail. In that way, the nervous cat temperament wasn't likely to be upset by anything unexpected happening. Toward the end of winter, Joe handed Clay the hoop and the buggy whip. I'd like to see you put Chaka through his act today, he said. I've been watching you around the cats, and I think you've got the makings of a good animal man. But, but do you think Chaka will mind me? It's up to you to make him mind you. Just keep your head and stick to the act. That's easy to say, thought Clay doubtfully. Joe walked over to Chaka's cage and swung the door open. The cub bounded gaily out into the barn room. Clay braced himself and took a firmer hold on the whip. In the leopard cage, the kittens were raising a frightful rumpus as they chased each other's tails. But the three older cats, as well as Joe, were all watching gravely. He snapped the whip. Somehow it didn't crack as smartly as when Joe did it, but he managed to lay the tip on the spot where he wanted Chaka to stand. The cub stood still. He seemed surprised to see Clay with that whip. Clay was his playmate, but Joe was his trainer. The cub kept looking at Joe as if expecting him to take over, but Joe remained in the background. Clay held up the hoop and cracked the whip again. Jump, Chaka! He fixed his eyes commandingly on the cub, as Joe did when he was working with the animals, but Chaka just refused to take this seriously. Clay had to speak and crack the whip half a dozen times before he got him to jump through the hoop. Then Chaka wouldn't lie down and play dead. He wanted to romp. He grabbed Clay's pant leg in his teeth and tugged. Clay burst out laughing. Joe was not amused. Funny business doesn't go in animal acts, he said sternly, as he hustled Chaka back into his cage. Clay watched silent and ashamed. And Chaka received no catnip after that performance, although he whined for it. Chaka is growing up, but you must never forget he is a wild animal, Joe warned Clay, after he had carefully bottled the cage door. When he gets a little older, he too will have to be kept caged all the time. No lion or tiger is ever completely tamed. I never take liberties with any of my pets. Neither must you. Clay was listening closely. Don't let your play become too boisterous. Joe sat on the edge of the table, swinging one booted leg as he talked. His keen, dark face was very serious. If Chaka gets excited, he will lash out at anything. And never, never run from him. It is in an animal's nature to pursue and strike down anything that runs. Clay was amazed and unbelieving. You mean Chaka would hurt me? It just didn't seem possible. They had such fun together, and bumbling, good-natured Chaka seemed as friendly as Rusty. All cans are nervous, high-strung critters, easily upset, Joe said. But Chaka wouldn't mean to hurt you. But you must keep to the rules, same as I do. The idea that so masterly a person as Joe had rules to follow was new and surprising to Clay. He thought about it a moment, and then he said seriously, I guess there have to be rules to follow no matter what you do, if you want to do it right. Joe nodded. I want to learn to know the rules of animal training the way you know them, Joe, Clay continued. You will, Joe assured him. Anyhow, there ain't much danger when you're learning them, for I'll be right here with you all the time that cub is ever outside his cage. The next day, Joe insisted that Clay try working with Chaka again. Clay was nervous about it. He dreaded another failure. 
remembering Joe's warning that work and play do not mix. He spoke to Chaka firmly and tried to show by a determined snap of the whip that he meant business. Chaka probably remembered that there had been no catnap after yesterday's performance. Anyhow, he went docilely through his act and then allowed Clay to lead him to his cage. Afterward, Clay petted him and told him he was a smart lion, and there was a fine sprig of catnip for him. Quite often after that, Joe let Clay put Chaka through his act. On the days that Chaka was too boisterous and unruly, Joe wouldn't permit Clay to give him catnip. He must learn that rewards come only after a good performance. For the most part, these work sessions were a joy to both Chaka and Clay. Chapter 6 fresh paint. Clay had never known a winter to pass as quickly as this one. It seemed only yesterday that he had been chopping away, building up the woodpile for the cold months ahead. Now the pile was dwindling, maple sugaring time had come and gone, and March thaws were melting the snowdrifts. Brown patches of earth began to appear in sunny, sheltered places in the yard and in the fields, and the next thing Clay knew... Emily was bringing home bunches of silvery pussy willows from the bush down in the corner of the meadow. Clay dreaded to see all these signs of spring, because it meant that the time was drawing near when Hathaway's rolling show would start off on its summer tour, taking Signor Josephus Dominelli and his lions, tiger, and leopard cats with it. There could be no traveling for heavy wagons until mud time was over, but Joe was eager to get on the road again. He began early to get his equipment ready for the start. The harness for the teams was inspected and repaired. The cage wagons were freshened up with new coats of red paint and gilding. Clay helped Joe with his work, but his heart wasn't in it. Life at High Ridge was going to seem mighty dull without Joe and his big cats. And Joe hadn't said anything about coming back again. If anything, he had said that if Mr. Hathaway didn't like having this part of the menagerie separated so far away from the rest of it, perhaps Joe was quietly hoping to house Chaka and the others in that elephant barn in New York next winter. At this thought, misery welled up inside of Clay. Why, that place was too far away for him to ever go and see Chaka. April came. My birthday is Saturday. Emily informed Clay one day toward the end of the month. I'm going to have a party. Clay wasn't interested. Aside from the good things Ma cooked up for the occasion, Emily's parties just meant a lot of little girls running all over the place. When Saturday came, it was a sunshiny new wash day. The yard was gay with daffodils and crocuses, and Emily was bouncing with eagerness as she waited for her guests to arrive. Clay drew two buckets of water from the well and carried them over to the lion barn. Joe stood in the barn door with his thumbs hooked in the pockets of his gaily flowered waistcoat. His head was thrown back and he was drawing in deep breaths of the sunny air. A few more days like this to dry the mud in the roads and we'll be rolling. His black eyes shone and he smoothed his dashing mustache as if he was already looking forward to the happy adventures of circus life beneath the open sky. Glumly, Clay carried the water buckets into the barn. Beams of sunlight slanted in through the windows to splash into the cages. The big cats had just been fed. They were all quiet and contented. Chaka greeted Clay with a lazy, Moof. I'm sure gonna miss you, Chaka, Clay murmured. He filled a pan with water and took it to the cage. Chaka was too sleepy to pay any attention to Clay. He lay flat on his back so the sunbeams could warm his stomach. Joe gave water to the other cats. 
Your pa and I are riding over to the village this morning, he told Clay. You'll see to things here while I'm gone. Clay came out of Chaka's cage and reached his hand back to drop the catch. He did not look to see what he was doing, and so failed to notice that the bar had not properly fallen into place. Joe, who was buttoning himself into his green coat, did not notice either. I'll take good care of your pets, Clay assured Joe. Maybe it would be the last time he would get to be with Chaka. The thought hurt almost as much as the toothache. Up at the house, Emily was welcoming her friends. Joe, who had started for the stable, turned back. Keep the young ones away from here until I get back, he warned Clay. Lions and tigers without their trainer do not mix well with little girls. Don't worry, Clay promised. I won't let them near the place. Joe and Pa rode away. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and share our podcast with a friend. Visit our website at www.enchantedlibrary.net to see our past books or to connect with us on Facebook. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash enchantedlibrary. We appreciate your support. Until next time, friends, happy reading.